So this morning we are looking at as a parenting in an age of expectation. We are aware that over the course of this series we have looked at different topics and different relationships, some of which are uh, appropriate to maybe where you're at, others that are maybe not where you're at. But we are aware that this whole issue of parenting is such an important one, not only for those who are parents, but also for us as a whole church. As we really think about sort of what we looked at a few weeks ago, that whole idea of legacy, and how we as a church family are investing in and inputting into our children and young people. So I'm hoping that this morning will be helpful for you, uh, kind of wherever you are at in life. Um, I said to my children this morning that I was part of a panel about parenting and my middle child looked at me and said, why on earth have they asked you to do that? I reassured her that I wasn't actually giving any of the answers. I was just asking the questions which she thought was a good idea. So... uh, Our wonderful panel who are answering the questions, do you just want to kind of introduce who you are um, and a little bit about your sort of journey in life? Um, So I'm Andrea Morgan and I have um, a husband, Matt, who's more used to being up here than I am. And we have three girls between us. Um, The eldest is sat watching me, so she'll be taking notes and correcting me later on, I'm sure. Um, um, And I am a teacher, so I'm forever around kids which can be quite testing at times. Hi, good morning. I'm Kramat Iqbal. A bit of background, I was born in Kashmir, and where I was until the age of 12. And all of that time, I was with my mother. Seven of those years, I was also with my father, who was at home. So I was able to be his son, and learn what maybe what a father uh, looked like. And, um, and then, and the other thing that's worth saying here is that my life there was very happy, very stable, very safe, predictable, and the word order is one you need to remember, that it was a life of order. And then at the age of 12, they decided that I would have a better life in England and so they sent me to live here with my sister while staying at home themselves. Yes, yeah, so I have two children and a wife. Um, grown, they're all uh, grown up in uh, Riverside. Morning, I'm Jess Francis. I have two beautiful girls, age 10 and 13. Uh, I've been lone parenting for the past five years now. Thanks. Now, I know when we um, talked, we talked about sort of like the really positive bits of parenting and the challenges of parenting. And we talked about that across the ages, that it changes from babies to kind of toddlers to teenagers to grown-up children. Do you just want to share a a kind of a a little 30-second highlight for you uh, of something of your parenting journey, sort of something that's been a, yeah, that's been a brilliant, a brilliant thing about my parenting journey? Yeah, for me, and this really came to um, fruition even more in my life um, during lockdown, is that actually I really enjoy being with my children, with my girls. I really enjoy getting to know them as human beings and to think that, you know, despite what I've done, they're lovely and um, they're amazing and they're funny and they're challenging and they question me and Matt. And um, I've really enjoyed that process of... of, um, of of that transition um, from the different ages to see them who they are now and really proud of them 
you know, immensely pride. Yes, parenting has been great for me. It's been the making of me. My early life in England could be summed up as disordered and full of upheaval. It started to become reordered when I met my wife and settled down in a family environment. And then the children helped that along. The love they all three gave me and the responsibility they introduced me to made me more complete and ordered again. And that has continued to this day. The children, I found, were looking up to me. At first, I was surprised by that. But that taught me a sense of responsibility. And it also taught me about God the Father. Because it made me wonder, what if I looked up to him, what he'd be like. And then six years after becoming a parent, I became a Christian. So my parenting was very part of my faith journey. I think one of the best things um, that I've experienced so far is just seeing my girls on their journey of, even at school age, that little thing of being able to tie their shoelaces for the first time, that joy that that brings. Um, and to now, um, seeing them really overcome their fears, really, and being able to um, stand up and show that they are proud of themselves. And that's what really some of the best things that I've seen so far. Great. Keep the hold of the microphone, Jess. We'll come back down this way. Um, so great to hear the positive things, just for those of us who are slightly crumbling, going, oh, but all the things I struggle with. Um, just so we know that uh, there are challenges across all boards of parenting, what are some of the challenges that you faced on your parenting journeys? Yeah, I think um, something that we shared as we were um, really preparing for this was um, the challenges of even getting our children to church at times and the challenges around getting them involved in church um, and getting them really trying to engage in what's, what's going on in church, especially as they're getting older. Um, and for me, the challenges on my own um, that were either all in church because I can get them all here or we're all at home but thankfully now we we do have it on online so I'm able to get them to watch it that time but I think the most important thing in that is also that in the difficulty at times of getting them into church that the church family is here who I can call on and I can say do you know what I need help with this I need help with getting my child into church um, who can I call on straight away and there are people around here who I know uh, are there to support me with that. Another challenge that I've found is that I really want to fix things for my girls, you know, when they're really struggling um, and when they're finding things difficult. And I've learned that actually they have to struggle. They have to find it difficult and work it out for themselves. So I think it's, it's really been a challenge to step back and let them learn that. Um, and also to let them have that, have that sometimes that we are going to fail, but keep trying, keep going, keep, keep doing it again. 
I think one of the challenges for me, at the time I was uh, big into equalities because I was uh, professionally working in the field of equalities. I believed in anti-sexism. I wanted um, uh, uh, to pass on some of my beliefs to my children. I found it easier to bring up the, our first child who was a girl because it was easy to give her all the opportunities, give her all the rights and so on. But I had to spend a bit of time working out how to bring up a boy, how to affirm him as a boy, and yet to hopefully one day um, make him a feminist man. And um, I had to do some thinking about that, um, and I hope um, uh, you know, I managed to do some of it. I've just realised Adam is the only token boy child on this stage represented, so we're very grateful for him, Karama. <laughs> Otherwise, the world is run by women. Um, lots of challenges, um, like Jess said, about when your children are going through difficult times, that you're not always the best person to be placed to, to fix that. And that's not right either. They've got to be able to develop their strengths and discover who they are by um, making the decisions. Um, I, I thought if I asked my children what have been the challenges, they'd be able to rattle them off of the challenges of, of their parents without any problem. Um, and it's really hard when you love your children to see fault in them and and things. But And if that is a fault... Um, you know, you've got, I've got three children who think very differently from me. And where does that come from? You know, they, they, um, don't they think the same way as I do? And um, to allow them that voice and um, if they want to say no, then we need to work through that and we need to pick our battles of what things we need to um, say, no, this needs to happen and what things we um, say, no. And that's been a challenge for us and especially as they've entered their teenage years and making decisions for themselves and allow them to make, in some cases, the decision that you wouldn't necessarily make and that's a real challenge and, and it's a release, isn't it? Um, I once heard... Um, and there was um, a, a, a TV personality person who said, when your children are real babies, you can't ever imagine a life without them. You want to say things. And then God created teenagers. And you're like, yep, you're ready to go. Bye-bye. And it's that, that transition, really. And that has been a challenge. And we get it wrong quite often um, before we get it right. So um, allowing them to make their own decisions and for them to live with those decisions, even though you might not agree with them. Thank you. Um, I, I guess kind of now burrowing down a little bit about sort of your faith, you're all followers of Jesus. Um, just thinking about what sort of impact has being a Christian, uh, that relationship with Jesus made on your parenting? And we're going to, maybe if a couple of you want to answer that, and then we'll think a little bit more specifically after that about sort of the Bible as well. So I became a Christian when I was about 14 through um, becoming friendly with a Christian family and they invited myself and my brother um, to church and I'd, I'd never known 
God before then. And um, that was a real changing point for myself and my family because we all decided we'd start to go to church. Um, my prayer for my children, though, is that they would never know a time without him. And there's a verse that I pray over them in Numbers about, um, may God's face shine upon you, may you never know a time without him. Um, and that's been my prayer, that I trust God that he would look after my girls, even from the beginning. And it was a real worry for me that they wouldn't um, sort of acknowledge God but my prayer is that they would always be they would always know God and follow God um yeah so that's influenced my my parenting I've already said that I wasn't a Christian uh, for the first six years of my parenting um so there were things I believed in um and there were things I would not be told and one of those was I never made mistakes, I was never wrong. I, um, therefore, why, why would I say sorry? Um, and if somebody asked for forgiveness, why would I forgive them if they'd done so badly? And um, so, um, the, um, as, as a Christian later in life, I, I learned uh, one of the phrases was Ephesians 4.26. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. So those days when somebody's wronged you, you are in the right place and um, you go to sleep, uh, what will happen is you will sleep with that anger. You'll probably wake up in the middle of the night telling yourself you're absolutely in the right. And you'll wake up and you'll carry on. And the Bible teaches us to do something about it the day before, before we go to sleep and maybe say sorry, maybe forgive the other person. Um, so some big learning. Jess, just to sort of uh, unpack that a little bit further, are there, um, I guess, and you know, for everybody, but are there any, as Karamas has shared, sort of other key Bible verses that have really helped you in your parenting or maybe sort of advice or wisdom that others have given to you uh, kind of within the church family that actually have really sat with you and helped you on your parenting journey? I think um, what I always grew up with was really um, spare the rod and spoil the child, <laughs> which is uh, obviously something that, you think actually correcting your child all the time isn't the right way to really um, correct them. But the verse that's really stuck with me over time is the Lord is my shepherd, Psalms 23. Because I know through this journey of parenting, I'm not on my own um, and I know who to look to. And I think just really thinking about um, in terms of my faith, um, when I see my girls struggling, I know who I need to turn to. I know that they're not alone and I know who to pray to. Um, and recently, um, I saw that things were, they were really struggling with um, coming up to Father's Day. And one of the things that I was able to do was just send a message to some really close friends and say, please just really pray for my girls because they're gonna struggle on this day. And um, yeah, that really helped. Um, and they were able to get through it. And I think in really giving that to God and being able to hand them over to him, 
it's a real peace for me to know that actually beyond what I can do, God is, it's in God's hands. Thank you. Has anyone else got anything they want to add on that? No? And Kramath, I remember when we met to speak, you... Um, really felt sort of God had, uh, in your parenting journey, put something on, on your heart, particularly as a father, um, and the kind of the role that you had within that. Um, and I guess this is for sort of all men in church, whether they are actually fathers or whether they are father figures for our children, young people. Do you just want to share what that was? Yes, I, I think um, the first thing I'd like to do is go back to what uh, Jess was saying uh, about family. Um, I had grown up in Kashmir, in an extended family. So the whole village of 10 houses and all the adults there were my family. And uh, so that extended family environment I found in Riverside amongst the staff, the youth workers, the small group leaders, the adults, the other children um, who who became the peers for our children. And um, so that, 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 that's worth stating. And in answer to your question, um, as a bloke, one of the things I had to work out very early on was, and, and you know, given my kind of beliefs in equality, um, that parenting was a partnership. Not just a partnership of duty, but it was something I wanted to do. I, I wanted to enjoy. I wanted to have a piece of it. And um, so I didn't believe that my career uh, prior, you know, was superior to my wife's. Um, And I didn't believe in applying for jobs up and down the country and dragging my children and uprooting them from their school and so on. So that kind of partnership approach, full-on, hands-on parenting as as a bloke was something wasn't necessarily around me in the world that I was growing up in the 80s um, and, and, and 90s. Um, and uh, it was something that I believed very strongly in. And um, uh, I, I tried to live that. I don't know whether I achieved it or not, but I did my best. Thank you. Um, just as we sort of draw to a close, um, we have looked a lot over this series of different relationships. We've looked at friendships, we've looked at marriage, we've looked at singleness, all, all kind of different hosts. But I guess what we have really tried to look at is actually how we as a church, as family together, really support and journey with one another. And I'm aware that for many people joining us, they won't be parents. Um, I know for myself as a parent, the people who have probably had the most impact on my children are actually not really me and John it's probably lots of other people who have invested so much and I cannot thank all those people enough for what they do so what would you kind of say to us as a church in terms of the investment that we give into the children the young people that God has given us to be part of our church family how can we kind of all be that sense of uh, godly parenting together I think first of all it's about being prayer warriors for us Um, whether you've got children um, who are with you or they've moved on or you haven't got children yet or whatever stage you're at actually to pray for our children Um, our teenagers can be scary beasts they're taller than us and they they often are louder than us but actually um, what they need more and more is your prayer and um, and having come from um, 
years ago as a youth worker in a church, um, the impact that non-family members, um, but as a church family had on those children, kept those children coming to church. It is a battle as a parent to get your children to come to church with you, but they're drawn because other people in church will be there. Um, and it does make our life easier if they're like, I'm going to come to church because I'm going to see such a buddy. Um, and so if you could be our prayer warriors, that would be really lovely. I'd say just go on being that village that brings up the child. I think just to add on that, I think it's just having a conversation with our children. You know, as, as we were saying, just having other people to be able to speak to, to them is really helpful. Knowing that other people are praying for them is really helpful. And I think the most supportive thing is knowing that they can go to others for advice and you know it's going to be sound advice because it's people in the church. Great. Uh, and then just one final, final question before we close. Um, before I had children, I gave up caffeine. I soon realised this was foolish and introduced it back into my life in quite a major way. Um, if you could go back to yourself, sort of like however many years ago, and give yourself one piece of advice, either for your own parenting or for the way that you sort of invest into others within the church, what would that one little piece of advice be? Um, don't be so harsh on myself. When I get things wrong, you're forgiven and your children still love you. Um, and yeah. I've got a long list of mistakes on my phone. I won't read them to you. Can they so, ask them afterwards? So, is that an opening? So part? my advice to myself would be that don't make those mistakes. <laughs> I think just be kind to yourself and make sure that you give time for yourself also. Um, to, and yeah, we, we're going to make mistakes, but it's what we do with those mistakes after. Fantastic. Thank you all so much for your vulnerability, for your wisdom, for just sharing some of where you are at on your journey. We are so blessed to have you as part of our church family and your children. Um, and we are so blessed as a church family to have so many children and young people. And I want to say thank you to everybody who I know prays for, invests into, works with our children's and youth groups. You are making an eternal difference in their lives.